apologize for the illusions. It's always nice to make it through the opening without laughing. Why am I laughing? Why are we recording? Because ITM wants to talk about dating more. I don't know. That's kind of what the show is about. But the only reason I was thinking about that is because it's November. And what does that mean? Christmas coverage is right around the corner. Especially on a podcast where you never know if this is going to be our last episode before Christmas. You never know when we're going to record a new episode. What you do know is that we will not miss the opportunity for more. Say it with me now. Rankin Bass, baby. I think if... I know we can cover all of the rest of the live actions. There's a couple... They look so creepy. I don't know if you've ever seen the Lord of the Rings cartoon, The Hobbit, the one from the 70s. Yeah, that was Rankin Bass. We haven't done that. Maybe we... Uh, that's never something you want to say. Maybe we should for. But uh, they have some Christmas cartoons. They haven't seemed very appealing. <laughs> much... <laughs> much like... <laughs> most... <laughs> I mean, somewhere there is appeal. There are some of our most popular episodes. I don't know why people listen to them, but uh, I, I actually I'm not 100% sure how much crossover appeal there is between the obscure Christmas uh, stop-motion animated stuff from 50 years ago or the people who want the uh, modern dating, LGBTQ life. But, okay, enough of that. But holiday coverage is coming and uh, today we're going to talk about something that uh, I told myself I would stop doing this. But as you know about me, with regard to something that is very, very fun, I have poor self-control. And U-Haul is a phenomenon that is, uh, you know, there is a part of me that wants to say U-Haul is a bad idea because we're... It sounds like something that is not a great idea. Now, before we continue, I want to define U-Haul for everybody. And actually, in a modern sense, this is kind of important. The term U-Haul stems from an old joke uh, that at one point was maybe funny, and then you live through it a few times, and you're like, you know what, this, why do we joke about this? This is something that actually happens. But uh, they say, what does a lesbian bring to a second date? They bring a U-Haul. Now... <laughs> It's not really that funny of a joke anymore. It used to be kind of funny. I mean, guess what? You're in the community for a pretty long time. You you see this happening. It it happens to you. You can't help it, it's, especially if you're trans, because you got to do a trans U-Haul also. But uh, I want to draw a distinction between U-Haul, you know, from the 90s sense, U-Haul would be, you know, people moving in together very quickly. I think as its application in modern times would uh, indicate, U-Haul is more of a, what I would call emotional U-Haul. I mean, guess what? People have leases. You can't just, uh, you know, we're not living in rent times when those people were squatters. Uh, I mean, if you can get away with that, more power to you, but... I mean, I say you can't do it. Tara moved in five months after we started dating, so you can kind of do it. I mean, that's not second date, but pretty damn quick. But the emotional variety, like somebody becomes a, a big part of your life, you make it official very quickly, you all of a sudden, like, you forget what life is like without them. Um, that that's, that's, a, that's a phenomenon that, I mean, if we're being honest, this is not something that is totally unique to the LGBTQ community. The difference being that when boys do this, I'm kind of like, all right, you know, somebody's horny. 
uh, nice try, uh, I don't really care, and also if you keep doing this, I'm just gonna, like, block your number, unmatch you, I won't humor any of this, but for some reason, whatever, uh, genetic code that made me, get, uh, bisexual, transgender, and all the other stuff, that put all the U-Haul stuff, it's ingrained in my blood, and for trans people, and for women, this is just something that, I guess we're all hardwired to doing, <laughs> Not all of us. Not all. Maybe we have, like, a genetic predisposition. I don't know. Why does this keep happening? I've had it happen a few times where... I mean, okay. In my own experience, there's two distinct varieties I would single out. Uh, there's the, you know, first date really well. Uh, second date quickly. Escalate, escalate. You're official. Oh my god, how exciting, lovey-dovey, blah, 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 Something like that, happening in a very, very short period of time versus, oh, I don't know, first date, hey, let's uh, make plans to meet again, you talk maybe lightly, but then you got following week, following week. I mean, this is normal. That would be normal things that, I guess, members of the straight community would do. And I, I'm somebody who's like 90%, no, we're not going to do that. Uh, everybody knows I'm basically heterosexual. And this is why, this is why this can be frustrating because, you know, you get roped back into the part of your life that you thought was over. I thought I was just going to live the life of a normal heterosexual woman, you know, uh, get a country club soon. <laughs> no, it wasn't in the cards. Nope, nope. Just when you thought you were out, they take their shepherd crook and they say, get in the back of the van, we're going you hauling. And then I guess the other one would be, uh, there are U-Haul style one night stands where you cram a lot of events into a very short period of time, knowing that somebody is going away, knowing that somebody is destined for other things. I mean, I, I talk about that stuff off and on. We actually almost had a, somebody that I did that with wanted to come on the show anonymously and we were going to kind of talk about it we had a very 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 intense connection and she was moving to the east coast so we knew that our time was short and we and we made it we made it uh very special i know i've talked about this because that action got me in trouble because a guy that i saw off and on for uh, a couple i guess a couple months um had the rare distinction of sleeping in sheets that uh, had been when we first went out, the sheets had been soiled by that, the person I U-hauled with. Well, guess what? You have a really nice U-haul. Are you going to wash the sheets immediately? Fuck no. That's what, that's disgusting. It's not disgusting, though. Um, that's part of the... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why this... <laughs> I know why this subject kind of makes people squeamish, and you make it sound like a crazy person when you talk about it. But it's not crazy, because it's beautiful. So... U-Haul, I mean, emotional, really, really fast. And people say, oh, that's such a horrible idea. How dare you catch feelings so quickly? And I say to that, well, yeah, maybe it's a stupid idea. Except that, guess what, people? Actually, is it a stupid idea? No. I'm going to take the stance that it's not, actually. And why is that? The answer is actually very simple. People say, oh, U-Haul, very dumb idea. Why? Because you could get hurt. You could get hurt, people, if you open up. If you open up your heart to somebody coming in, then maybe that person can come in and do something that makes you, I don't know, cry or feel sad or other bad things that, I mean, people say, oh, we don't want to feel those things. But, I mean, guess what, people? 
People get sad. People go through shit that sucks. And they do that. They do that whether whether you do a U-Haul or not. Life is hard. Life is full of things that make you sad. And you're like, oh no, I don't want this to happen. <laughs> why am I laughing? Because I mean, it's like a case of like, why are you afraid of living because the thing that's going to happen while we're alive is going to happen anyway. And you just want to be all scared. I'm going to close myself off for protective purposes. Why would you put up the moat when there's no bad guys? When the only person coming in is somebody that you can get into an emotionally... <laughs> run an emotional roller coaster with. What could go wrong? I mean, but really though, unpack that thought, really... What could go wrong? Is there really anything that could go wrong? Oh, maybe you have an afternoon where you watch Gilmore Girls and you cry and you eat chocolate babka or something. I mean, frankly, like just thinking about it, if that's the worst case scenario, that sounds kind of fun. Now, gentle listener, I do not want to like make it seem like, oh, I've never been scared of something. I mean, it took me a while to come out of the closet and actually... Along that way, one of the things that I was scared of the most, which sounds kind of stupid in hindsight, because of course it came true, was that I was afraid that people in my past would talk about me at the dinner table, and they'd point out the signs that, guess what, everybody, they were totally all there, and they're gonna say, oh, that makes sense, that makes sense, that thing made sense, blah, blah, blah. And it was kind of humiliating to think that that obviously happened a lot. Maybe it happened less than... I mean, who the hell knows? This is some great unknown. I'm not going to go around to everybody who ever knew ITM before and be like, yo, did you did you have some cringe fest, laugh fest that, oh, this, you know, uh, I don't know. Like, obviously that happened to some extent. Am I afraid of it now? I don't really care. And that's probably the right mindset. But, uh, yeah, I understand for a lot of people that... Throwing yourself out there is scary because once you throw yourself out there, you cannot really control how the world then responds to you with this act of bravery that may or likely in a lot of cases will actually turn out, you know, pretty bad. I mean, a, lot, a healthy human life knows failure a lot. I mean, I don't want to harp too much on that because I know we've talked about that in recent episodes. This is kind of a cluster all on the same kind of topic. Um, but U-Haul is, there's, I was about to say it's hard to describe, but it's not, because it, it, it kind of, let's say you're at a really good party, you had a couple of drinks, and then you realize that somebody at the party is just doling out some of that, uh, holiday snow that you, you know, you roll up your monies, and, I mean, it's all you can do, but to inhale all the excitement and the fun, but, uh, you know... For most level-headed people, doing something like that is probably a pretty bad idea. But really, the harm comes from seeking it out. The harm doesn't come from, you know, every once in a while, somebody else did everything for you, and they're just kind of like, you know, come on in, come over here, look at this fun thing we have. They're not doing it that often. Is there anything that wrong with it? U-Haul doesn't happen. Like, if you have, if it happens every week, and you're just spending your entire life in a haze with different people, and then crashing and burning, and getting up, and do... I, I don't know. Frankly, that's, that actually also does sound like kind of a lot of fun, but... <laughs> um, I've only known it a couple times, and I guess probably sort of my lifestyle l lends itself well to just diving in, rushing in. 
I try not to be the one to do it. I try not to be the bad. You can say you try not to be the bad influence, but if you're always around and, and you know, bad things are happening, you're not necessarily doing it, but you're providing safe, you're providing a safe environment for others to take the leap, knowing that you're going to, you know, you're right behind them following. Uh, I mean, okay. I mean, sure. There's probably some, there is some responsibility there, I guess. Uh, but I mean, I'm very artful at dodging. So good luck trying to pin it on me. <laughs> I mean, I had this one U-Haul for like nine days. We spent basically like one day apart and, uh, I mean, I, I've talked about this a lot. Uh, there actually was some of that fun holiday snow involved uh, at the beginning, but we're talking about like a five-day period where I'm like maybe 12 hours of, I don't know, the math's kind of fuzzy now. Not a lot of sleep, up all night, basically glowing, wanting to be pregnant, and uh, with a person who uh, made me feel like, like jet fuel and rocket fuel flying into the sun, and uh, there was a Bjork concert involved. I mean, what is a girl, you know, everybody knows how hormonal I get. I mean... So what else is a girl to do but ride that until it blows up? And it did blow up in about five weeks. But, I mean, do I regret any of it? Uh, maybe a couple things. But, like, like big picture, do you regret things? Well, no. It was it was some of the most fun I ever had. And actually got me through my breakup. So, uh, you know, is that a problem? No. This U-Haul is really great because I'm not really trying to solve anything other than... Uh, it's with a person I'm crazy about who really does play this game hard and uh, like like pretty much nobody I've ever seen except far less conservatively than I play it, though I, I sometimes see a lot of my moves at play, um, which is also part of the fun. You know, getting to U-Haul with a kindred... You almost can't U-Haul with somebody who isn't either a kindred spirit or like a compatible spirit. Maybe this person is a... I don't know, like a hybrid of both. Um, really, they have a lot of traits that I've practically seen in nobody other than myself. And as somebody who loves myself as much as I do, I mean, that is just like catnip for an ITM. But, I mean, what's a girl to do? Um, somebody's got to love me. <laughs> I always say that to people. You know, if you if you have to be the only one who loves you, you know, you got to love yourself. A stupid thing to say but i mean from a trans perspective we go through so much of life i feel like that's something we say all the time you go through so much of life thinking you're unlovable that so if somebody wants to like love bomb you and and you know you get to be with someone where where time feels like it stopped and their california king is like you know you think you're there with like the uh, zeus and hercules and athena and I mean, I'm pretty attracted to Hera, I'm not gonna lie. Hades, pretty hot too. He lives down south. Oh, that's not uh, under the willow tree. I was just listening to Buffy the Vampire. <laughs> Once more with feeling. Hey, if, you listen to a Saf if you're a sapphic, listen to this episode and you're of a certain age, maybe you'd understand that joke, but we don't need to explain it too much. Uh, yeah, I mean, it makes you feel really good. And honestly, it's 2023, people. What makes you feel good? Nothing. I mean, lots of marijuana. You surround yourself with a bunch of plushies. Maybe you're playing an old video game. On top of that, what else What else can compare other than, like, a skateboard ride to U-Haul? There is nothing better than to just fill your head up with these wild fantasies while somebody is completely validating them. Seriously. It's, like, the only time in your relationship that you can be utterly crazy 
with someone else being utterly crazy, and it's relatively harmless because it's all the puppy love era. In real, I mean, does real life begin? Eventually, at some point, it sort of stops being U-Haul and starts being like something resembling a thing that's heading in a direction of being, you know, existing in concrete reality. But guess what? The LGBTQ community, we don't really like that. And in LA, we don't like that. We don't live in reality. This is a fake city full of, why do we film? You know, space was, uh, space may be the final frontier, but it's made in a Hollywood basement. That's that dumbass Californication song by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. That's, you know, I wouldn't call that high philosophy. We wouldn't, we wouldn't compare that to Kierkegaard or anything, but it's not untrue about this area. But I, you know, as somebody, as a, a joke I like to make about, I say, you know, LA is a fake city, but that's perfect for me, a fake woman. I mean, that's a horrible thing to say as a trans woman, other than in a self-deprecative sense. That is, uh, I don't know. This is a place that loves people like me. And unfortunately, it's kind of like an adult play. We have theme parks all over the place. This is literally, we love Halloween. This is not, this isn't reality here. It's a joke. And within that, what a, what a, like a perfect thing to do than U-Haul. I mean, it's, it's, it's not in, it, it wouldn't be in the spirit of LA not to do something wild and ridiculous. And that's basically been my entire life, people, is to seek out the ridiculousness and pour gasoline on it, and ride that fucking thing into the sun. And I guess it would probably be helpful to say that, I mean, there is a time when you haul slows down, and you start to feel a little bit more comfortable. And I guess, I guess, if I were to ever say anything bad about U-Haul, it would be right kind of when the period of U-Haul starts to settle down, and the real life kind of part begins, and you start to understand who this person is, and that's kind of when you start to get the the jitters of you know the aspects of their life that scare you or i mean guess what i mean sometimes sometimes red flags pop up and you're like oh shit i don't know how to deal with about this um with regard to another time that i u-hauled it was really funny because it was just like this most passionate thing ever for a while and then some really really obvious red flags showed up and uh i had to end the thing and my mother and I were kind of laughing about it later. And my mother said something which really did actually kind of stick with me. And she said it was a bummer that they didn't show that they were, uh, let's be generous and say uh, immature. Uh, but uh, my mother said it was a shame that those things didn't surface like a year down the road when you were more invested in a point that you would be able to, it wasn't just immaturity. It was a, a much more serious concern, but it kind of hints at the thing where, you know, if you got some stick, stakes in the game, uh, certain things that if you heard about them on a first date wouldn't necessarily scare you a year into knowing somebody and knowing who they are and all of that stuff. So with that in mind, U-Haul, when things start to scare you, situations that you're not sure like you can fit into or all sorts of other things, when you get those early on, it's very easy to say, oh no, you know, the chaotic, the chaotic feeling of floating on the moon, you know, that starts to wear off, and here we've got this thing that's actually scary, and I don't know if I can do this, and actually I'm going through withdrawal of the manic, you know, floating on the moon energy, and because of that I'm running, and <laughs> not going to deal with this thing, because guess what, it's all a lot, everything's a lot, when you're not 
when the party, when the three-day banger is over, I guess in a sometimes literal sense, I mean, guess what? Like, I mean, I was in college. Two to three days of party is really, really fun. Four days of party starts to be like, oh, I can't do that anymore. And if you're a 32-year-old transsexual, you know, one beer can be kind of fun. You have a second beer. No, I mean, I'm only slightly kidding uh, but i mean seriously like a 9 30 bedtime versus a 9 45 bedtime let's not fuck around with that kind of shit but uh there's kind of this thing with u-haul where where when it starts to slow down and when the things start to actually happen that isn't you know a key component of u-haul is just days and days and days of floating on the moon and when you're floating on the moon you don't have to necessarily worry about things other than like literally i mean if you're able to breathe then you don't have to worry about breathing but you don't have to worry about like the state of the world down on Earth when you're floating on the moon, safely sequestered in the comforting blanket of your own emotions that are being supercharged by somebody you're absolutely crazy about. And sooner or later, you have to reconcile real life with, hey, you know, the manic uh, pixie energy is... Uh, you know, it's fading, but do we have the batteries to actually charge this thing and see if we can have a lasting go of it? But to say, oh, you know, U-Haul is bad because it's really just a stopgap for you to not realize that, hey, humans have flaws and things that naturally scare the shit out of you, but would you be so scared about this six months down the road or a year down the road? Who's to say, would you rather have not had the period where you were an absolute maniac with this person? I mean, it's such a liberating feeling to be that at home with somebody so quickly. And why would you want to give that up? Because real life might get in the way. I say any chance you get to avoid real life and pretend that it doesn't matter and that you can just be in a fantasy land with an actual other person. I mean, I love to be in fantasy land by myself all the time. It's fun. You you know, you have vivid imagination. You can make fantasy land wherever you want it. Get somebody else in helping you make the magic, helping you build that pillow fort of love that just co makes you coast for weeks. Why would you send that away? Why would you say it was bad? Why do the straights always want to take all of our fun away from us? They do this all the time. They try to say, oh... The way you leave this lifestyle is bad, you know? They can't say we have a fear of commitment when we're ready to U-Haul. I say get the U-Hauls out, get them ready, and have as much fun as you fucking can. That's supposed to be the whole point. Think about all the shit we've been denied. Normal, normal growing up experiences because George Bush had to fuck around with us. Elected politicians on both sides of the aisle took so much from us and what do we do in response grown-ups people are supposed to be responsible what do we want to do we want to have some nice innocent u-haul for a while and you know the straights just want to say oh that's so bad straight people didn't do this the divorce rate for them above 50 percent. are they doing it right if there is evidence of that i mean people let's be honest we haven't seen any of it it's so hard to be an LGBTQ person in this country right now. It's so hard to find joy in this world right now. I've talked about it in, in other recent episodes, but, you know, I saw a production of Rent recently. No day but today has been kind of a tagline. And I'm, I'm only kind of half a believer in that. 
I also am a huge fan of uh, a modified version, which I, you don't hear very often, but it's a good one. Some days, but today. You know, not no day, but today, but let's have some days other than today is kind of good. And that may be antithetical to U-Haul, but U-Haul doesn't have to mean let's, let's you know, run, run, run roughshod and then crash the fucking thing. But maybe, you know, run really, really fast, get tired, have a little bit of a rest, and then maybe not go so hard because, you know, you're over the age of 30 and, uh, you know, a girl does need her rest. But, I mean, let's say the whole thing blows up for any of us. I think, you know, they, people want to say, you know, you deserve credit just for getting out of bed in the morning. That, that is true to some extent, but we don't need to... We don't need to say, we don't need to give all of the points for that. But what we should save some points for is the instances where we, you know, you threw yourself out there. Because so much of our lives as queer people is is to, to encourage that and say, hey, throwing yourself out there isn't going to get you anywhere. You know, the world isn't ready for this. Just wait. And then they'll tell you, oh, actually, visibility is good. They'll tell you, all sorts of ways to contort and conform to what they want you to do. And, and they don't have your best interests. They have their own comfort and interests. So do the most uncomfortable thing possible and find somebody who validates you in a way that the world can't and cling to that for as long as you can. And maybe it won't be forever. Maybe, maybe that insanity does metamorphosize into something that can actually... Republic if you can keep it uh, and maybe not and maybe there's a lot of other things that you're scared of but there is nothing fundamentally wrong with being scared being scared is an awareness that you have something which is good that you might lose but in order to get something better you have to kind of make a gamble with the world and say fine I'll play your fucking game I'll go out there I'll face reality like a big girl, and I'll fight for the things that I care about. I don't know. And maybe that's kind of a drawing to like a billion steps ahead of, uh, you know, the craziness that's sort of diving headfirst in the unknown. Yeah, it's all stupid. Yeah, but guess what? Friendships, romance, all of these things, they're matters of the heart. They're not some, you know, rubric of society that you have to follow. No, these are things that we choose. And as gay people, we have to break the rules and reform them in our own image. We live in a world that tries to tear us down. We have to build our own seat at the table, and we have to build our pillow fort under it that we can you all under. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we're probably circling the runway a little bit. Um, but I guess it's... it's <sighs> I don't mean to draw like a passionate defense of my own behavior because as a 32-year-old looking at some of these scenarios, yeah, is it a little childish? Fine, but I mean, that what what else is the point? Let's have some fun. I think that's uh having fun is a worthy cause in and of itself, and it's hard enough to get a kindling going if the kindling just explodes and your whole camp's on fire. Um have a little dance, baby. I mean, you you made it out. You 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 achieved your own. <laughs> we go out there to meet people. We do it. I mean, 
Oh, I like him too much. Oh, that, that boy, that sounds so bad. No, that sounds so horrible. You like somebody so much. You're crazy about them. Oh, no. Oh, no, how horrible. There may come a day when you don't feel like that. I mean, let's all grow the fuck up and act like children when we're in relationships. <laughs> Problem solved, people. I'm so glad that we got to do this. This was not one of our most unhinged episodes ever. But I had a lot of fun. I hope I hope this tried to convey the magic, the, the thunder, the fury, the beauty... All of the the magical sensation that is U-Haul. Because guess what? If this one doesn't work out, there's always another one I can do. (laughs) Will I learn anything from my mistakes? Absolutely. Will I still make the same mistakes again? You betcha. Why wouldn't I? When it's so much fun. I mean, you'd be an idiot not to. (laughs) Alright. Thank you so much for listening. And we will. See you next time.